0: It's Brian Preston, the money guy, restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy.
1: Who knows how this experiment is going to go today? Because this is pretty much a cut and paste experiment that we've never done. And truthfully, I don't know if there's a podcast that has done this concept already, but... Um, this is either going to be one of our most popular shows, or it's going to be a crash and burn. No, let's just go with the first one. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so, actually
0: looking forward to this, it.
1: So here's what, and the reason that I'm looking forward to it is because I have spent the entire day locked up into the, my cave of an office, cutting and splicing, listening to to songs, and coming up with the right intro point and the right closing point. And the the whole inspiration for today is that I was thinking about as I was riding down the road. A Pitbull song came on. Mr. 305. That's right. Mr. 305, him and Christina Aguilera,
0: you know, from The Voice,
1: uh, didn't have enough role in it, but it, it was all right, came on the radio, and they have a song, Feel the Moment. That's what it is. Feel the Moment by Pitbull, and it starts off with this saying, and I'll go ahead and ruin it, even though when I get to this clip, ask for money and get advice, ask for advice and get money twice. And I was That's like, almost like poetry. I was like, look at Pitbull. He's trying to be like Warren Buffett. You know, cuz Warren Buffett has made a career not only of getting great returns for managing money, but when he does his letter to shareholders, it always has some anecdotal, you know, sayings or information right. that's great for applying to your life, your financial life. So I said, "Well, wait a minute. If Pitbull has got this saying in this song, there's surely lots of other great advice that we can pull or bad advice we can pull from song lyrics. So I started a quest of pulling songs and putting concepts together that I could hopefully put together a podcast for um, our listenership to be entertained as well as educated. educated on the whole process. So I came up with this concept that in music there's a trend that's been going around for the last, I don't know how many years, but the first album I can remember this concept was Lincoln Park and Jay Z came out with this album where Lincoln Park had their songs and they mashed them with Jay Z songs, okay. and it was pretty yeah. popular commercially. Right. Um, I started thinking because I was looking at the concepts, and this all came to because one of the concepts was a reference I have to the Millionaire Next Door. And the Millionaire ne- and the Millionaire Next Door, you know, it's one of my favorite favorite books written by Doctor Thomas Stanley, who's right here in Atlanta. He has, right at the beginning, there's the seven factors for success. These seven factors that if you can apply these concepts, you will be successful and probably on the path to becoming that millionaire next door. So I was like, wait a minute. I started reading these seven concepts. I was like, I can think of a song for every one of these concepts. So let's do it. So I, I this is going to be a mashup show where we're going to integrate The seven concepts of success from The Millionaire Next Door with pop culture songs and lyrics that will hopefully be inspiring from a financial standpoint. Let's do it. So we're going to jump in this thing. First, I feel like I have to introduce people who are crazy enough that maybe this is their first show. This is The Money Guy Show. We go really deep on a lot of episodes. You know, we had a show on estate planning just a few weeks back. We also did The Importance of Saving and Starting Early last episode. Now we're going to do something fun. If you want to check us out, it's money-guy.com. I'm Brian Preston. By day, I'm a certified financial planner, a public accountant, a CPA as as you will, um, that does fee-only financial planning. My associate across the way here is Mr. Bo Hanson, who's also a CFP, but as well as a chartered financial analyst. So with that, let's go ahead and do the fun thing. So I'm going to go ahead and switch over. Oh bo, this is This is gonna be
0: good. Can I I'm, I'm practically salivating over here because I'm excited, because we haven't done a ton of show prep. I don't know
1: what's coming. Oh, I've done show prep. I feel I've been like doing I'm a listener. Six out hours there just, of pro- show prep today. I,
0: I want to see what the mad scientist has come up with. So
1: this is what I came out of my cave with. The first millionaire next door concept. Number one. To be successful, you have to they live well below their means. So that's concept number one. Okay. is that they live well below their means. That's what Dr. Stanley and and, and Danko discovered in their research of what does the millionaire next door look like. So the concept of deferred gratification is something that we talk about around here all the time and how you become financially successful. You even hear Dave Ramsey all the time. He has a quote that says, if you live like no one else, later you can live like no one else. So I found three songs. So the first concept's got three songs. And two of them are going to be positive, about how you need to be saving, living below your means. But then there's one about just being broke all the time, living paycheck to paycheck. So let's start off with the bad concept first and then roll out to the positive. So the first one is, well, I don't even think I have to tell you who it is because I think you're going to figure it out pretty quick. So we'll jump into this one. And, and if the lyrics aren't clear, I'll read the lyrics to you. But if they're very clear, there's no reason to re- repeat what they, what they say in the songs. But here's the first one, and I'm ashamed to say actually, I actually already had this one. And it's not because of me, I think it's because of my wife. And what's also annoying with this band is that if you don't have because of the title of this band, when you're like Pandora transitioning to your iPod, this song just plays as the default, or this band does because they're they're alphabetic, you know, they're A B B A. You know, I just spelt it for you. Here it is. I work all night, I single penny left for me. That's too bad. See? My not dreams, a penny left. I have a plan. If I got be a wealthy man, I wouldn't
0: have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball.
1: Did you hear the concept there, though? So, that, that she works. I already see the wheels are falling off this thing. Look at it by your face, Bo. But it's, I work all night. I work all day. To pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? I still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. So, this is a person living paycheck to paycheck. They're broke. They're going to work just to pay the bills for the next month. So, that's not a good thing. So, you have to understand you've got to live below your means and know the difference between wants and needs. So, the difference between wants and needs here's the next one.
0: I can dig this now. Get what you want. You, hear that? you can't always get what you want. You can't always get what
1: you want. Okay, let's spin it out. Do, see,
0: I'm actually I'm over here fighting myself, not you know, singing and, and, along and the with saying, these.
1: I mean I think that's very powerful, especially with concept number one of living below your means is that you don't always get what you want but sometimes you find what you might need you right. find what you need and that's an important thing because Lord knows we all have things that we want but you've got to build some type of discipline that bridges that gap right. so that you can figure out the difference and be successful in saving in the long term. Okay, the next one. You know, if you're going to be live below your means, sometimes you have to make lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices that you're going to live a little differently than your peers and kind of buck the trend. Okay. So this next song is an artist who, you know, instead of rapping about all the cars he has and all the success he has and, you know, and how he's he's making it rain and doing all these crazy things, he went a different way with it. Now, I will tell you, I had to go buy the clean version, <laughs> and even the clean version is a seems kind of salty, salty yeah. to me. So, so hang in there with me. I think this is clean because I bought the non-explicit version, but um, it still seemed a little salty. So, so please, you know, refrain from the the, the negative emails off of that. So, here's here's the next one.
0: Goosey, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's
1: $50 for a t
0: shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t shirt that's just some ignorant. Wait, I call that getting swindled Wait. and pit. Wait, I call that getting swindled <laughs> oh, Please let us bang. Hella
1: dope. Okay, I, I don't didn't know, know if you know it can... was
0: coming or not. I had to throw some edits in there. <laughs> no, I
1: bought the clean version on purpose, Bo, so we wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> no, not, you can tell you do not need to quit your day job because you're not going to be a rapper or. Whatever talent that is. I don't even know what that was. God help us. But if you didn't hear that, what Macklemore was talking about, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, by the way, what, what they were talking about was that, you know, Gucci or whatever these T-shirts or the latest trend might be 50, 60, $300. That's when I was doing research. There are T-shirts that are $300 a piece. Right. And he's just saying, That's stupid. You're a fool if you're going out and buying that. Cause then this song is talking about going and popping tags with a $20 bill at the thrift shop. Right, right, so right. So that, that's kind of cool. You know, he bucked the entire hip hop, you know, stigma of this. You got to go spend money and do all these crazy things with your finances. He's like, I go to the thrift shop. Now I, I doubt Macklemore's really hanging out at the thrift shop anymore, but pretty cool concept nonetheless. Okay. Concept number two. Millionaire next door concept number two. They allocate their time, energy, and money efficiently in ways to c- conducive to building wealth. Okay. So to be successful, here's what I did this several ways. The first one is to be successful, you got to be a good investor. You know, that's a good way to allocate your time and money is, is to be a good investor and, you know, use those resources wisely. So here's the stretch concept to tie gambling. <laughs> Into being a successful long-term investor. So okay. I might have stretched it here a little bit just because I was dying to use this song. So, so here's the next one. I don't even have to tell you who this is because you'll, you'll figure it out right off the get-go. So here's this one. Definitely quiet.
0: And his face lost all expression. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play. Here it goes. You got to know when to
1: hold. Them. This one really makes you want to sing. Count your money. That's right. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count. When, when the, the deal ends I mean,
0: you kind of have to do it. Don't you have to do it? I, so, um, I, I feel like when you first started listening to this, people were probably like, you know, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to get to see what kind of music the money guy listens to, no, and where his genre is. You're not going to figure it out. You're not going to figure any of that out for this episode.
1: But but I do think, I mean, it's one of those, the timing issue one of the things we're working on here behind the scenes when we're working on concepts is that being a good investor is being able to recognize opportunities right. and being able to sh- strategically go into asset classes when they're undervalued and then selling when they're overvalued and i kind of i did apply that a little bit when it was talking about knowing when to hold them when to fold them i mean that really could apply to investments in the fact that some of the best investments are investments you don't even buy. That's right. You know, if you listen to Warren Buffett, he talks about that, and that's 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 walking away from those hands, you know, that, that just aren't worth dealing or or, or hanging out with. Um, another concept of success is the belief that you know, being independent and constantly being a student of life, a hunger to learn, it really can lead to tremendous success. So this next one was tied into that that whole desire to seek knowledge and you know and and the ability to seek knowledge really can help you pinpoint those market opportunities for you to find success so this is actually ties to a a proverb that i think a lot of people you know it's funny when you type in on google you can see it fills in what it thinks you're going to ask and a lot of people think this is a biblical proverb it's not um it does you know i think people think that just because you you know you're talking about Christianity, a lot of the Christian, you know, the the disciples were fishermen. So right. so that's where this ties into, I guess, from a biblical standpoint. But that's not where this comes from. This actually comes from the 1880s from um, a woman by the name of Anne Ritchie. And here's the proverb. And this is kind of modernized because a little different from her actual quote, but this is what's gotten popular, in, in, you know, in our modern times. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Show him how to catch a fish And you feed him for a lifetime. So it's that whole thing of having a skill set and being able to use that. You know, is better than learning. So this ties into exactly that one that inspired this entire show. So let's go ahead and listen to it, since I've already read the quote. It makes sense for us at least to 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 listen to it.
0: Ask for money and get advice. Ask for advice, get money twice.
1: Doesn't Pitbull always sound like he's laughing as he talks? He's
0: just, he's a wise man, is what he is.
1: You know, and and, and this is completely a sidebar. Pitbull has been on Shark Tank. Right. Yeah. Love me some Shark Tank on ABCs, you know, ABC on Fridays. Um, it just cracks me up that he's in all these different things. He does Dr. Pepper. Right. I like Dr. Pepper. So, you know, it kind of—me and Pitbull could probably I think hang. y'all would probably be friends. We would be I best really friends. I really feel like y'all be friends. If he could get over the fact that I don't speak very good Spanish, as you found <laughs> out when we went to Mexico together. But still, I do think it's what Pitbull—what he's trying to express with that quote right. is independence. Yep. You know, don't just go around asking for stuff. Try to build a skill set and have a, a hunger for life— that you want to learn how to do things. So that's important to to understand that concept. The next one, I went ahead, and before I even read the Millionaire Next Door concept number three, I went ahead and put our title that we use internally, which is Toys Begot Toys. And, And what I mean by that is that people don't understand as your lifestyle increases, sometimes things cost more and more money. You go buy a super nice car, probably takes premium gasoline. You go buy a huge McMansion, it's going to take a lot to heat and cool that thing. It's also going to have a lot more rooms that you got to put furniture and take care of. You got to clean. So, so the next concept number three was: if you want to be a millionaire next door, they believe that financial independence is more important than displaying high social status. And and we work with a number of doctors, but we have a lot more doctors call us than work with us because I think a lot of times, especially the young doctors, well, heck, even the older doctors. They get a little out of whack on the on the order that they buy things, and, and and I understand what happens is you know doctors, they they go through medical school. They're in school much longer than most people. Right. They then go through a residence where they get paid really nothing, but they get have to work, a tremendous you know, like dogs. Tremendous I mean, they lot. really do. They work tremendous hours, and then all of a sudden they get this windfall of money that comes to them. But most people don't realize they have tremendous student loan debt. Um, they're already, you know, six to seven years behind their peers on saving for the future. But still, nonetheless, a lot of them use that new, newly found high income to go buy super expensive cars, right. go big, big houses. And before you know it, they never really catch up because they're either carrying all this debt. Their lifestyle does not really fit. They don't build net worth. They might be income rich, but net worth very poor. So I, I thought that was very interesting in the fact that you can fake success. And just because you have a high income doesn't mean you're rich or wealthy. You could be very income rich and be broke right. on, on your your financial statement. And this next song, I love this song. This guy comes from the Eagles. That probably is the first clue. Okay. Um, but Joe Walsh had this great song that's kind of been a classic. I, I, I'd be curious to know if you even recognize. Oh, I know this, the song. As soon as, as you, you said the name, right
0: I know. I know what song you're
1: going so, with. So let me let me pull this one up. good guitar riff too, by the way, really good. You kind of get the the message. I'll, I, I was trying to let it go a little bit because I love it when he says my Maserati does 185. <laughs> I mean that just, and then he also talks about his CPAs. My license, now yeah. I can't drive. <laughs> yeah, really good stuff there. But Joe Walsh, you know, that he it's talking about the lifestyle that you're living just because you have success, and that's not always the way a million millionaire next door is going to do it. Now, there's nothing wrong with buying nice things as long right. as you're paying yourself first. And and living a lifestyle that matches your net worth or your, or where you are financially in life. But just don't, don't fake success is kind of the key thing there. This next one, jumping over to the hip hop side of things. I think this is the clean version too. You know, I have to be careful with some of these. So let's see. Let's pull this one up. See, I only let you hear the background because there's a lot of salty language. Yeah, it gets gets kind of crazy in there. That's actually from the Notorious Big and I think Puffy Combs or.
0: Notorious Big, right? The Notorious Big.
1: What did I say? The
0: Notorious Big.
1: (laughs) I'm down, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I also called. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, I don't know. But anyway, mo' money, mo' problems. I even sound funny saying that. I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more money we come across, the more problems we see. It's basically saying the more success you have, sometimes your life can get complicated. And you guys know, I mean, as you you get more successful and you start buying real estate and other things, you're probably going to hire a CPA to take care of some of those things because, you know, the more things you have, those toys begot toys, it really can increase um, the cost, the carry cost Absolutely. of that lifestyle. And then this last one, man, talking about jumping a huge gap in genres here. Okay, We're going to go from Mo Money, Mo Problems to Lukenbach, Texas <laughs> by Waylon Jennings, <laughs> okay. which um, I don't even know. You're not going to find many so- many shows where you have those two songs listed anywhere near each other but but here we go we're making it happen here today on the Money Guy show so there are six people out
0: there listening right now who are saying Brian has the exact same iPod as I have
1: <laughs> I own this one already by, by the way I already owned well I'm not going to tell you how many of these I already owned because you'll, you'll realize I have a sickness <laughs> Maybe let's sell your diamond ring Buy some boots and faded jeans And go That's away. music right there, bud. This coat and tie is choking me In your high society You cry all day Preach it well We've been so busy Keeping up with the Jones Four car garage And we're still building on Maybe it's time to the basics of love. I mean, the thing about Waylon Jennings, when he sings, you can feel the emotion in that I mean, man. I can feel it. This guy, you could tell he's had some success, but he's kind of wishing he was back in the simpler yeah. times. Yep. You know, he wants to get away from, you know, all this stuff that he feels like clouds up his world right now and wishes he was back in Luckenbach, Texas, just playing music. Yep. You know, with the woman he loved. And, and that's really, I will tell you, the thing about life and finances, and I've shared this before, just because you own something, sometimes it loo- loses its luster. Um, I tell people, when I grew up, I loved going over to my friend's house to play shoot pool, you know, billiards, right? as you will. So we did that all the time. Then somebody owed my father some money, and they paid him off instead of cash. They gave my father a pool table from a, like a bar because okay. he put quarters in it and everything. <laughs> So it was cool for a few weeks, and then, I don't know, it lost its luster. Right. It's the same thing, you hear a song on the radio, you love that song, and you you go buy it for $1.29. Notice I didn't say 99 cents, I've modernized this, the $1.29 for this song. After you listen to it about three times, you go,
0: huh, All right, that's I'm cool, but when it comes on now. the
1: radio, you're now much more likely to go to the next channel right. because you already own that song. You have to be careful you really can't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. you got to find fulfillment in other areas. So don't fall into that trap. And that ties into that concept number three, that they believe financial independence is more important than displaying high social status. So tie into that. Um, concept number four and five I combine because they both go hand in hand. And these these songs are kind of stretches, but... I mean, it's hard to find songs about children. So, so here's this one. Number four is their parents did not provide economic outpatient care. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, you've never read the million, millionaire next door. Economic outpatient care means that your parents are still giving you money, even though you're a full grown adult. Well
0: into adulthood. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, you're in adulthood and you're getting money every year from your parents. You're not really standing on your own feet. And that, and that's not always a great thing. Um, and it goes on. Number five ties directly into that says their adult children are economically self, self sufficient. So if you look at four, it means you are probably much more likely to be a millionaire next door. If your parents aren't giving you those gifts every year because you're self made, you're going out there and working and you're trying and you understand the value of that hard work. You might even listen to the pit bull and understand that you, you know, instead of, Going ask him for money you go and ask for advice right and you know you make that money twice times, yeah. you know it, it really is that type of concept and, and it reverses that when you have children you want to make them as independent as possible financially so that they can be independent and hopefully you know successful people in their own right when right. they when they get up there um, the two songs that tied into this was there's was a Crosby Steeles Nash and Young song. Called "Teach Your Children," so the lyrics go: "Teach your children well; their father's hell did slowly go by, and feed them on your dreams." The one they picked, the one you'll know by. Don't you ever ask them why? If they told you, you would cry. So just look at them and sigh, and know they love you.
0: Not, that sounds kind of I like that. That's
1: poetic. But let's listen to it actually, because they sound much better than me. You know, there's a reason I'm not a singer. Bye. Children well. Their harmonies were always really good. That, I do hear that. It sounds amazing. <laughs> and them on your dreams, the one, they picked,
0: the one you know I'll
1: be honest, when I looked at these lyrics, I didn't know what it meant. But the title Don't worked, you worked for, for what I was
0: looking <laughs> for.
1: And it said, I love you. It ended nicely. It it, it, it also
0: put a nice bow on it at the end.
1: See, here it comes. See, they kind of put a bow on it there at the end. So, so teach your children well, kind of tied into the concept. And then the next song is depressing, but it really does help you understand the importance of spending time investing in your children to, you know, and that can, that could go towards making them successful because, you know, if you're working with your kids, reading with them nightly, helping them out with the multiplication tables and the math facts, they're much more likely to be successful and not need that outpatient care, that right. economic outpatient care. So this next song was Cats in the Cradle. So that's a kind of a classic. You know, it was remade by Ugly Kid Joe or whatever during my generation, but here's, here's actually the original.
0: He was talking for a new one, and as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then.
1: What's so sad about that song? is that, you know, he, he constantly talking about making time for his son, but, right. you know, you go through, he starts talking, um, playing ball, I mean, then go to college, and then by, you get to this transition point where the kid wants to hang out with his father, but then he gets to college, and then he's like, Dad, you know, so, Dad wants to hang out with him. Son's like, nah, I got to go, you know, drive around. you have some guy borrow your car or something to that effect? And then his father eventually retires, calls his son. And his son's got his own family now. And he doesn't get to hang out with him. Now, the good news is it sounds like he's not on economic outpatient care. So he's done a good job of making him economically independent, but he didn't spend enough time. And I, I, that one kind of touches me a little bit. It's a, it's a good song, but okay. Moving on to millionaire next door concept number six. You need, they are proficient in targeting market opportunities. Okay. So I look at that as that, you know, you look around you and you're able to go. And this kind of ties back to that Kenny Rogers reference of knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them, being able to target things. things. But we didn't want to use that song twice, so we went with another direction. And kind of what I came up with is that I'm always talking about that if you're going to be successful, you want to create your army of dollar bills, meaning that you're hoping that you, you work hard enough, smart enough, you target the right opportunities that your army of dollar bills is working for you so you're not having to work with your brain, your hands, or your back. And there's a song that, this is one of the first songs that was ever had a video that was played on MTV. And I think they did it because it had Sting in the background singing, I want my MTV. Now, I sound nothing like what's in the song, but the video was also supposedly cutting edge because it had animation with these guys moving furniture and then complaining about this video that's on in the background and that's dire straits as they're doing. So the song is Money for Nothing. So so let me cue that up for you real quick and, and you'll recognize by the way this had salty language in it too. I don't remember that from when I was growing up, but listening to it, I was like, ooh, couldn't get away with that nowadays. But but we're not we're not gonna have that part in, in what I play. Listen here. That. That, that ain't working. That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV that song, by the way, you know how you screw lyrics up? Right. I was shocked when I found out that it's money for nothing and your chicks for free.
0: What was you such think a, it was?
1: I'm such a money nerd. I really, my entire life that I've known this song, and I I used to listen to this a lot when I was like 16, 17 years old. I'd had my, my Jensen stereo system that I'd crank up during the big guitar riff. I thought it was money for nothing and your checks for free. (laughs) You know, it shows how I was destined to be a money guy just off the back. Who's thinking about checks? We're thinking about checks, you know, (laughs) when I was in my car. But the whole point is, is that. These guys, if you if you're a good songwriter, if you obviously, you know you're not know, moving furniture around. You're playing music on that's MTV right. and getting those checks and money for nothing. So that's that's kind of targeting that army of dollar bills to work for you. That's I
0: like how you still throw those checks in there, even though it's not even the lyrics. You said you're still getting those
1: checks. Oh, <laughs> did I? <didn't? laughs> I really do think that's the lyrics. Okay, I had a rabbit hole moment here that you came in while I was doing the show prep, Bo. And you go, what are you doing? I said, Bo, I got to show you this chart, because I found this website called rapgenius.com and, you know, we can put that in the show notes. And basically what this website does is it goes and lists all the lyrics for a lot of these hip hop and rap songs. And then as you go through the lyrics, you can put your cursor over and it will actually kind of tell you what's going on behind the scenes, explain what that term means or, or tell you the backstory. Well, Macklemore, once again, Macklemore and Ryan and Lewis, I told you guys in a previous podcast, what they're doing is rocking the music industry because they're completely independent. Now, that is tremendous that they've had the success that they have. That they've received all the awards without a major record label pushing them behind the scenes. And, and there's a song on their album called, and I'm, Bo, you probably can pronounce this guys It's the main guy, one of the main guys at Interscope Records, Jimmy Lovin'. Lovin Levine, L- I think. Levine. Jimmy Levine. Okay. Th- that's the name of the song. It's Jimmy Levine, um, is, is on, Macklemore CD and Ryan Lewis's CD and it what it talks about if you listen to that song and this is what was fascinating to me not even listening to the song just looking at the lyrics was it talked about how he was offered a deal you know he started having some success in the music industry Interscope approached him about signing on and it went into they offered him $100,000 and you think well that's great but then they they explained to him that's a loan right it's not even – they're not really paying about $100,000. They're saying, we'll give you this 100000 but you're going to use that to offset the cost. You're going to pay us back as soon as you start making money. And then they have what's called a 360 deal. And I was not familiar with that term, so I started doing digging a little deeper on what the 360 deal – this website at Rap Genius explained and it, it had all kind of charts that for every $1,000 – now, this is just using averages. I'm right. sure contracts are all specific, but I thought it was interesting – and um for every thousand dollars of music sold, the average musician who signed, who probably doesn't have a great contract, because I can't imagine this is a good contract. Right, right. Um, who has a bad contract, so probably a starving artist, you know, brand new, you know, being discovered, they make twenty three dollars and forty cents after you split everything. You know, and that's the bad thing about and that's these- on how much? thousand dollars. Holy. They get $23.40 according to this research. And, and that's a little different. These 360 contracts are a little different because it used to be you go to tour, you used to get the merchandising and that was all your money. Now these 360 deals is the, the record labels in on everything versus if you go independent, iTunes and Amazon have a split of 70-30, meaning that they take 30%, but you get to keep 70%. So an independent person who's successful, out of a thousand dollars, they get to keep seven hundred. That's nuts. So when I read that, and this is probably the rabbit hole moment for me, was I was like, how much money does Macklemore have and Ryan Lewis? Because they're now mainstream, ha- had a number one, you know, several number one songs, and they did it without a record label. So they're getting to keep that 70%. So pretty cool stuff. I don't know. That's a that's a rabbit hole moment, tangent, whatever call it whatever you will, but I think it does tie into they're proficient in targeting market opportunities, you know. And so, if you listen to that song, you hear Macklemore kind of talking about that why he was sitting in this, you know, in this office with this record executive. He's like, "Wait, man, I can't do this. I'd be giving away all my money." So he was obviously very efficient at targeting a market opportunity. Um, the last concept, number seven, and then we're going to close this out was they choose the right occupation. Man, is this important. I have phone calls and conversations constantly with people, and I think this is one of those concepts that if people don't choose the right occupation, get the right major in college, you're really setting yourself up. I mean, I think there's a lot of very bright people with tremendous aptitude to have success, but then they choose a career that's just not going to do it for them. Now, that's fine if that's not your goal. But don't choose a career thinking you're going to have financial independence and build a lot of this success when it's not even viable. Right, and and that's what I think troubles me that people do that. So you know that 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 key concept for the millionaire next door is they chose the right occupation. Well, there is a perfect song for this, also from one of the outlaw country crew, Willie and Whalen. Can you tell I like some Waylon Jennings and, and some Pitbull <laughs> and Pitbull and and some Macklemore. <laughs> And, and some ABBA. No, no that's a stretch. That's, that's not even fair. Uh-huh, that's a classic.
0: To be don't let them pick guitars and drive to old troops. Let them be doctors and
1: lawyers and suckers. Career advice by Willie Nelson.
0: Pick uh-huh. the right vocation. Uh-huh, don't uh, let, pick let your, your babies back-house. grow up to be cowboy.
1: I mean, do you even need to say anything else on that? I mean, it is one of those things. And by the way, Millionaire Next Door concept, when you get into the book a little more, I've played this song before in conjunction with this book, is because second-generation wealth, you see a lot of small business owners in first-generation wealth. Second-generation of wealth, meaning the kids of the guy who, you know, the person that's first-generation millionaire, typically send their kids to college to become doctors and attorneys and accountants and other service industry type um, job. So I I thought that was kind of tied into that quite nicely. So that's the seven concepts. And just reading those out loud, just, you know, so they're not broken up by my crazy songs that I I threw in there of all different genre types. The seven factors of The Millionaire Next Door to be the, the factors of success are, number one, they live well below their means. Number two, they allocate their time, energy, and money efficiently in ways conducive to building wealth. Number three, they believe that financial independence is more important than displaying high social status. Number four, their parents did not provide economic outpatient care. Number five, their adult children are economically self-sufficient. Number six, they are proficient in targeting market opportunities. And lastly, number seven, they chose the right occupation. Now, I had one more thing that I had to throw in there because I was like, well, that's good. But does that really kind of go full circle with all the things you need to think about financially for your life? Okay. And it does not. Because there's one other big partnership that most of us jump into in our life that was not covered in any of this. And most songs tie into this. I mean, love and relationships. You know, and and I saw a joke. I'm probably going to slaughter this. But, it, it, but it's kind of sad the the reality of the world that we're in right now. There's a
0: client who told us this joke. It, actually,
1: it was, it was it was on love, and it says, you know, this the new st- the statistic that's out there is that three or four marriages, new marriages, will fail. If you heard that three out of four skydivers. Their parachutes didn't open. Would you still jump out of the plane? I mean, it does make you think you've got to be very careful with the person that you decide that you want to marry because it's supposed to be a contract for life. Right. So the first one to kind of just slam this point home is another one of my fun artists. I introduced this artist to you. but you bro. actually you, did. You loved you did. this song when I, the first time I showed it to you. So this one is titled, well, I don't, I'm not going to tell you because it kind of kills the punchline because it's kind of a joke within itself. So let's do this one. By the way, I just realized I downloaded this on iTunes. I already had it all in, my, in my library. That shows how sick I am. So I paid an extra buck twenty nine for nothing. I didn't know her sound was going to be that much. She got, gold mine. she got the gold mine. I got the shaft. The they split it
0: right down the middle. And then they give her the better half. Well, it all sounds sort of funny. But it hurts too much to laugh. She got the gold mine.
1: The share. Hey. By the way, that song—if you haven't ever listened to that—it's like typical old country. It's a—it's <laughs> a—it's a story. So you actually get to hear how this—they got started dating. She was cooking for him, making him happy. Right. They're obviously having a good time because um, they had a child. Right. And then you know, before long, he came home and there was a note stuck on the mailbox. Saying she got an attorney and kicked him out. So then it goes into and the child support and all the other it, hilarious song, really good song. But the other po- closing point that I wanted to make. Also, you got to be very careful. A lot of songs that I've listened to that are out there. When I started thinking about money, they show that really maybe love is not the driving force in some of these people's minds. Right. The two songs that came to mind was there's a song called No Scrubs by TLC. Where it talks about, you know, broke boys riding their best friend's ride. Right. You know, and they're not going, you can't date them because you're obviously broke. Believe you can't but,
0: holler at them.
1: Yeah. So th- th- I think that's even another song, but you know, ties into that. But then the last song, and I'm not going to play it, but it's, it's Material Girl by Madonna. And she says, some boys try and some boys lie, but I don't let them play. No way. No way. Only boys that save their pennies make my rainy day. Because they are living in a material world, and I am a material girl. You know that we are living in a material world, and I am a material girl. Man, I think I killed that song. No, no, no. You you do a great Madonna. (laughs) Holy cow. Maybe I should have played the the song instead of read the lyrics. But, I mean, I do think it's important. Pay attention. I could have done Gold Digger, you know, because Kanye West has that song with, you know, Gold Digger talking about a lot of the same things. Be very careful, and that has nothing to do with The Millionaire Next Door, except for it is, you know, Dr. Stanley and a lot of his books does talk about marriage, how mm-hmm. important it is. Most of your Millionaire Next Doors are also on their first marriage. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I'm old enough. I've been married long enough that I've seen some of my friends where their marriages didn't work out. And I will tell you, it is devastating from a financial standpoint when marriages don't work out. So hopefully, Bo, this is going to be a lot of editing. Cause, you know, my iPod was not super efficient on transferring back and forth between that, but I know you'll make it sound good. And hopefully this experiment was worth the six hours of prep that I, that I put into it. <laughs> I'm not so sure it translated as well as I'd hoped, but I think it's going to have some great show notes that hopefully, um, a lot of you guys in the listening audience will get a lot of entertainment out. Go check us out money-guy.com. I'm your host, Brian Preston. If you want to write the show, you can write us at Brian, B-R-I-A-N at money-guy.com or you can contact Bo. B-O at money-guy.com as well. We'll talk to you in about two weeks. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston,
0: and Brian Preston is a partner with Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission
1: in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast.